podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. If you thought last week was scenes, now we're really, really taking the scenic route out here. I'm on wild card, city rotation. Everyone's, I feel like everyone's fucking freaking out, dude. Hits everywhere. If price price changes or anything to go by, yes, everyone is freaking out because it's so volatile. It's been a fucking nuclear apocalypse of price changes this week. Good time to wild card. Yeah, so it's a long wild card pod. Um, we'll we'll look, look at that later. But do you want to do opening question? or do You want to go for the week? Let's do how we did, and then we'll we'll do. We're doing an opening question, which I don't know if you're a long time listener, you're familiar. But for other people, this is the first time we've done it in like a year, so I'm excited. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, how did you do this week? Uh, so I took the minus eight to get all the city players in. Um, Luckily for me, I got four points from the three of them, so that was good. <laughs> but I really took the line to say to get Lewis Duncan, which paid off in spits because he came in with a clean sheet. Um, I mean, realistically, I captain Kane, so I sat on 52 points after the hit. A uh, very small red arrow, so I'll take that on balance. And you know, removing Lukaku was a very rogue shout, but I mean, I've been shitting on him and United for weeks and weeks, and there's never a good time. I was looking at it and thinking, okay, if I don't get rid of him this week, then I have other things I'd want to do. Am I going to do it next week? I don't know. So I just did it. And if anything, it, it led me to captaining Kane. So if I still had Lukaku, I probably would have just played safe and kept the cat the armband on. Him. Yeah, that's it true. It been really shitty. So even though the city players I got in got rested and were awful, Giving giving me double Kane sixteen points made up for it and yeah fifty two feels good I, I have took a lot of money out of defense I got rid of Davis and cashed in on a selling value which was good on my on my hits last week uh, he looks obviously terrible and we'll probably talk about him a little bit more but I've got Jones and and four four or five defenders and it feels like a good setup it feels like back to old times and pouring money into attack, and I've been to just play the kind of defensive mid to lower tiered uh, defenders and just rotate and just kind of go back to my grassroots. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. yeah and my, then my hash wrote other... in and said, can you please share every single detail of how Walsh reacted to the Sterling and JC's benching? I want every intricate detail that includes all the swear words. I'm happy that Kane came through for him. <laughs> I mean, you you saw it firsthand, so you can give the give the crowd a, a sense of how that went. I think you just went to sleep. I went to sleep immediately. <laughs> I mean, immediately. Lineups came out at what six a.m. your time, right? Yeah, and I think Murata was subbed like right at that. Yeah, moment he was on a one pointer. So I just I didn't watch the last twenty five minutes or thirty minutes or whatever of the Chelsea game, but. Lineups came out. Yeah. <laughs> Marata, yellow card subs. I just, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, go to sleep. I didn't even wake up at seven. I mean, I, I slept through the first 20 of the first slate. You just needed a, yeah, you needed a fucking 
everything needed to calm down in that moment. You need to just rein it all in and just calm down. Everything's going to be okay. Well, after Saturday, I had 13 points. Yeah. And I had two players left. Yeah. So no, Kane, Kane and Zola did it for me on. Yeah. Kane especially, the, Captain Kane. Without him, yeah, you would have been down 500,000 places or something. Yeah, and I said, I mean, I said it on Lens, it's just the kind of thing where everyone's like, oh, Wembley home, blah, blah, blah. But when you can differential captain someone like that, you know, he could have easily just gotten like five points or whatever, but everything is on such a knife edge with the premium players. And when you get into that stratosphere that, you know, you can get lucky like I did or other Kane captainers did this weekend with a triple return when he's captained by a low percentage for someone like Kane. And it's massive. I mean, it's a massive thing. So. Huge, dude. I, I'd yeah. kill everyone to be on Kane right now. Yeah. The only other myth was just I fucking started Foster over Elliot, that fucking Sophie on Booth all nightmare, kill myself. Because he would have been on for fucking like a nine or ten pointer because he was on multi-baps. Yeah, and he got uh, and he got <laughs> almost got two save points. Yeah, but that was yeah. such I mean, a I've been, I, I really benched Elliot, too. I can... That, that's a good segue to my fucking shit. Yeah, How'd you do? I mean, I have 55 points, no hit. I just did Richarlison in for Brady, so that was obviously a good move because Brady's a terrible pick and Richarlison came through again, even though he should have had, like, a brace. Like, the fucking chances he got were ridiculous. Um, Captain Lukaku went with the herd. At least he got me something, but obviously wish I was on Kane. I got a Bertrand clean, which was actually massive this week. I was looking; there were only four yeah. four cleans, so like, mm-hmm. it just anyone who got a clean anywhere is is feeling pretty good. Especially like Otamendi clean and a goal is just like this week, especially insane. Um, but yeah, I benched Elliot too. I mean, watching the highlights of that game, I didn't watch that game live, but it's just like Palace had all the better chances and PVA missed that tap in. Elliot yeah, that gets, was that was the one. Elliot gets zero saves and still gets a bonus yeah. point. Like I don't regret the decision at all. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, the Newcastle goal is off like McCarthy's head, off Marino's head, and it like it was ridiculous. Baroni. The last the last two games, Elliot has made zero total saves. He's put the last hundred eighty minutes in the league. He's made zero saves. Yeah, so it's like. I don't regret bad, the decision. He's a, bad pick. he's a really, really bad FPL pick. You need you need cheap guys to get saves because they're not going to clean as much as the as the good guys. But you know, it's so funny when people on the internet. I mean, internet is just so lol. Internet things, but when people are just come on, they're like, "Oh, I told you so." Or they oh, we come out God. and shit on Elliot, and they're like, "Elliot's a great pick." Like says the Elliot crawl owner. It's like, yeah, I'm sure. I haven't mean? even checked Reddit. I'm sure there's multiple it's, "I told you so"s on there to me. But like, whatever. Enjoy so enjoy your time with Elliot. Like, I, I won't miss him. I'll tell you that much. Um. And then the the only other myth was the fucking Jesus and David Ugh. shit at the end. Or David first misses the cross completely. Jesus and, like dribbles into twenty five players, and he could have just uh, just lay it off. Like oh my god, Our, everyone's feelings towards City would be so different if that happened. Like Jesus. Yeah. Assist Silva goal. Everyone's just like happy with City. Yeah, no one cares about our teams. Let's let's yeah. take a break and then do the uh, open a question. Okay. Um, 
Wait, I have to shout out the league people. Ugh, fucking nightmare league people. I'll do it fast. Shout out the October leader of the FMLPL patrons, Mug League. Only one game week left to go, so it's really tight up there. Is there really only one week? I was looking at that. Is that correct? There's one more game week in October, yeah. Okay. Um, Leading the pack, world-famous Jesse Cohen, a.k.a. House of Cain. And he's in America, thank God for He's us. in fucking Brooklyn. I'm going to walk to his yeah, apartment and over. not pay $100 <laughs> Australian. Yeah, I'm rooting for him big time. <laughs> me yeah, me too. Holy shit, I want you to win this, this week. <laughs> Longtime friend, listener to the pod, good for him. He has Automendi, Captain Kane. That's all you need to say. Um, shout out top of the Survivor League, Dan K. And lastly, shout out the top of the FML field, Public League, some new dude up there, Tom Toe. Thrashing, thrashing the world. What what is Tom? What is a Tom Toe? I don't. Know, his first name's Tom. His last name is T O. <laughs> That's pretty great. So it could be Tom too, but I feel like it's Tom Toe. Okay. I don't know. We need we need a verdict on that, Tom. Um, so opening question, Hugo on Slack with a great opening question: Kane, Rom, Coon, and Jesus get busted for snorting cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> Snorting cocaine off of each other's dicks in the back of a Ford Fiesta in LA by Cheshire. They all get assigned two weeks community service, and luckily for you, they're all assigned to help you around the house. What household duties would you give out to each of them out of the following? Gardener, maid, chef, and masseur. Do you have answers? I have answers. Go ahead. Maid. Absolutely must wear a French made outfit. Harry Kane, no question about it. I'm putting him in that, like an undersized woman, woman's house, like French made dress. Just wearing that all day. Dusting. I, he doesn't have to do anything, just wear it. Gardener, def, defo, Jesus, because I don't think I want him in, in front of the house kind of work. I don't know what he's up to. I think he could maybe like do some digging, but I mean, I can't deal with him cooking or, or rubbing my legs. Obviously, rubbing my legs is Coon. I mean, I Coon can fucking masseuse my dick. I love him so much. And he's such a small little, such a, he's just so good. I want new room massages from Coon every day. I would love that. And then Chef's got to be wrong. I mean, we're, we've got Kane who would just probably put like Vegemite on toast. Like, that's not an option. And then these fucking Brazilian guys who I don't think they're going to be able to like grill me some nice steaks. I don't think they'd have that in their locker. So I'm banking around with some Belgian rogue kind of Walloon shit. I don't know. Or he would just like give me a chocolate bar every day. Interesting. But I would, I'm going to roll the dice on Chef with, with Rom there. I like that. What about you? I like that. Um, I'm all different across the board. <laughs> Good. My, fir- my first reaction was Kane made. There's something about Kane and English people. I just think they're like, in, they got things in order, but I don't want him just mouth breathing all over everything. There would just be like saliva everywhere; It'd be terrible. <laughs> so I just I can't trust like that. Um, so made, I think I'm going Jesus. I just want the eyebrows everywhere. Like I want to round the corner of my house and just see the eyebrows. So that'd be a he good. would do a better job of actual cleaning than Sir Harold. Oh, for sure. dude, he, he, Jesus's work rate is tremendous. He would, he would just <laughs> be all over there. Um, chef. I'm going Kuhn. I I think exactly the reason you you didn't trust Kuhn in the kitchen is why I want him in. Argentinians barbecue, meat, grill, steak gods. 
Yeah, but I want Kuhn touching my naked body. Right, right, right. So, so I'll, much so more I'll skip than... forward. I'm putting Rom as my masseur because he's just a massive human. And when I get a massage, I like the fucking like intense, like destroy my neck and shoulders and back massage. Like yeah, that's I want like him to put like all of his style. weight on my fucking shit, you know? Yeah. So I Andra want that. style when, when yeah. Johnny Bravo has the male masseuse because he's uh, for those reasons. Exactly. I, that's exactly what I want. And then that leaves uh, fucking Harold just gardening. Just keep the flowers going, <laughs> get tomatoes, you know, veggies. Yeah, he can do never, a job there. Never seen, never seen, never heard. <laughs> Gardener. Yeah, just stay, stay out back or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. That was fun. Yeah, good opening question, Hugo. Really appreciate it. Um, keep them coming. Maybe we'll bring it back. Yeah, maybe we'll bring it back. Yeah, I mean, everyone liked it when we used to do it. <laughs> everyone liked it except for the people on Reddit who'd complain that it takes us like 15 minutes to actually start talking about football. Yeah, it's fucking Crimea River, you fucking cunts. <laughs> So what are we talking about this week? I don't want to. Let's let's leave city for the mid mid part. Okay. Yeah, we don't have what, to lead with city this week. Um, what tickled you? I mean, I'm on wild card, so I feel like I have some specific interests. Okay, I'm, let's go there. I'm curious about how you would rank or who you love or who you don't love in the mid price mids because I feel mm-hmm. like, or maybe even budget mids, we should call them. Mm-hmm. There's just so many guys now, all of a sudden. Like two weeks ago, there was no one. And now there's like Chup- Chupo Motang, Wilf, Richarlison, Grob, Richie, Stan maybe, Atsu maybe. There's a lot of guys there. I'm wondering how you feel about them. Well, I mean, Richarlison's a clear-cut number one. I don't think we need to talk about that. He's been doing it all season. Yeah, he's um, one of only a few guys who's been in every wildcard tinker that I've done. Yeah, he should, he should be in your team. And then I think Gross and Zaha are kind of 50-50 shouts. Both do very different things, but okay, Gross has been doing it all year, and it's hard to ignore the consistency that he's been returning with these assists and on the set pieces and things like that when he is you know they're pretty good on set pieces and he's just been doing it so i think both of them would be like one a and one b behind richarlison mm-hmm. there's like a fucking ice cream yeah i hear it i was wondering it? what that was i thought it was like your cell that phone or something psycho move it's like dark out that's yeah. definitely definite pedophile Okay. Stay away Decent. in the neighborhood, kids. Yeah. If you're listening and live in fucking Walteria, Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Yeah, Grob, uh, kid, uh, Gross. I mean, he. I feel like you. You're the original Gross. You're the founder of the Gross fan club, and then you left him. But everyone who's I mean, I got him in game since has been scoring points regularly. He's been incredible. But I. I don't know. Like I just don't. The stats paint a very, very different picture. They would suggest that he's like vastly overperforming. Over. Yeah. I just at the same time, the goal involvement, it just seems like any time Brighton score a goal, it's he, a, he has it. to be involved. And it's like a Siggy it's like a Siggy function. Siggy on he's Swansea, all, you know? He's also a million cheaper than Zaha. Yeah, he's so, so cheap. Yeah. I mean, I'll take him like theoretically over performing stats, but passing the eye test and give me the million savings over Zaha yeah. probably at this point. Yeah, and good fixtures. But, 
Yeah, but I mean, he's even though he had that one explosion, that was ridiculous fluke. He's not like a brace type player, and no. Zaha has braces on his locker, so yeah, exactly. I think Zaha's got the explosiveness. Um, but Palace are still bad. You know, we're bad. We went to Newcastle and had zero shots on target. So I, even though the Chelsea game was nice, we're still going to struggle. So yeah, still it's not bad like that's team. a slam. Yeah, it's not a slam dunk pick, but. I'm not too interested in Stoke, honestly. I know Chupamoteng's been in a lot of teams, and you know, Shakiri's going to be back probably this weekend, but they just seem like such a fucking mess to me. I, I can't buy in to Hughes, and it's almost a guarantee that every away game that they play, they will always just look shit and lose. Yeah, and probably or maybe not even score. Like At home, they're they're always good bet to score but i don't know he's been so good though and he has such good stats and he's he's in the box so much like for his price he's in the box way more than anyone else in in vicinity and shooting in the box and way more than anyone else in that range yeah. so i don't know it's very very tempting i mean i i have some tinkers with him in but it's so hard when you're on wild card like i am and you're looking at all of these guys and you just want all of them <laughs> you just want to like Get all of the most expensive forwards and get five of these guys because they're all coming through. But you really have to choose, and it's so fucking hard to choose. Yeah, I mean, if you're really going to go paint, go by the stats, like Chupamoteng versus Gross because they're similar in price, like Chupamoteng stats are fucking a blood Gross stats. They're like and, five times better, yeah. Yeah, but the, the fact remains, I still, I mean, we talked about him after he had his brace like two months ago. Like, he's not a goal scorer, and he's backed that up by not scoring a goal since that game, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> It's like he's not a good pick, um, so I don't I don't like him. I think Atsu and Richie have run their race. I think Rafa's really in lockdown mode on Newcastle ever since John Joe's come back, especially for Richie. If if any of the set pieces are out of his locker, then I don't think he's going to be able to maintain his price. So I th- I really think that you pick maybe one like Richarlison, but I'm not I'm not dipping two. I don't want two of these pieces. Yeah, and some tinkers have two, but mostly I just have Richarlison. I mean he's. As you said, he's just the standout. Like, yeah, but you know, also, I mean, if we're talking about Zaha in here, I, I think my number one option, if we're going to go to that price option, is Fab. Like, he's six nine. Really, I'm. Yeah, I, he's playing. Like, he's no, playing. It's, it's tempting for that reason alone. Like, he's getting minutes regularly, which usually means like automatic points re- returning for Fab. But he's been so fucking bad, also. That yeah, I but, think is not being talked enough, talked about enough. Like he's a liability in every way for them right now. I, yeah, no, I agree. He's looked poor, but he's on Chelsea set pieces, assists. Like yeah. I still believe in him. I think he's still. Yeah, me too. I think he's me still too. a good player. I still and like at six, him. Nine, yeah, at six nine, I mean, he's in almost no teams at this point. Like anyone who owns him are probably more or less all dead teams. Yeah. Until Conte and Drinkwater returns, he's going to play because they just don't have anybody else. And I think he's a very good pick at that price. Yeah, and they have a nice run of fixtures. But yeah, yeah, it's tough. I have looked at him, and I've looked at Pedro, too. It's just, I don't know, Chelsea are so weird this year, dude. Hard to figure yeah, out. They've, yeah, they've been odd. I think, All right, what else? Uh, what else what, What else have I been looking at? Yeah, if you're like wild card, it's my turn. So what, what else? What are the other <laughs> things you want to talk about? Um, well, I mean structure. We talk about it every week. Dave, okay. Yeah, Dave, it's uh, important every week. Yeah, it's super important, and, it, and it's changing regularly, every, too. Yeah, every week. 
Um, yeah, Dave Collin wrote in his three fourth. Connor Collin. What? Connor Collin. Is that like the nickname for him? Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, Connor Collin wrote in his three four three alive and well again. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, when I have every player in the game at my disposal, I have three different tinkers with three different formations open right now, and it's it's incredibly difficult to make a pick. I mean, you can. I, so, I can I can talk myself in or out of all of these different formations, and what I think it comes down to is flexibility, and the most flexible with still having heavy hitters in the team is probably just two big heavy hitters up top and one, you know, fodder five million four point five forward as the third. But I have a team that I like with one heavy hitter, and I have a team that I like with three heavy hitters. You know, so it's just. I'm wondering where you stand on those. So I think like my thinking has really shifted after watching this weekend's games because, first of all, I definitely think that every formation has proven to be viable this season, from 5-2-3 to 3-5-2 to any fucking Yeah, thing. that's fair. But that's a good thing to start, yeah. Obviously, I took a minus eight to bring three city attackers in this week. And after last week... We talked about it's like everyone was like, oh, Burnley, they're a much tougher test than they face. And we said it here. We were like, okay, it's not going to be 7 0, but it's probably going to be 3 0. And it was. And it could have been 4 or 5. I mean, they had a couple chances at the end of the game. A 5 0 would not have been a surprise there. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when you take like a team that's basically from 7th to 20th, the best defensive team, organized team of all of those teams, and they park a bus, and they do that to them, I, It's more is, more is coming. It's, that's what is going to be happening all season. And if you have, like I believe that you, you should have three city attackers. Like, you could go with Otamendi and two, but I still like the value and the cheaper defenders and rotating and things like that. If you have three city attackers, we don't know who's playing. You need to have a good bench. So I'm, for those reasons, off going with a four or five fodder. Like if you have Hemed, maybe then that's okay. But I think you need to have a good three man playing bench if you're going to play with city attackers. And otherwise, just ignore them completely. The best. Yeah, that makes. Sense. I think it's the best. I just think that, and that's the that's probably the best, most logical case for like Sterling Sane over the forwards. Because you save that There's two more million value. there, yeah. and that's what bolsters your bench. And that's what I was looking at also last week. I didn't want to go to a 12, but if I did, I would have had three city midfielders because for the same reasons why I'm fine with Jesus over Kuhn, and we'll talk about city in a little bit, but I don't know who's playing. I'm not ever going to captain a city player because I don't know who's playing. I don't want to spend a premium on the players. So if I could have three, eight, and change million midfielders over spending 10 or 11 on a striker, that seems better to me. Plus the odd chance of if they all do start, you get three clean sheet points. You know, you're almost covering yourself with a defender there, which is underratedly pretty solid. And yeah, I I mean, it does seem to me a little bit like the forwards are more nailed than they seem, you know? Like. Mm This is the first game week of the season where Jesus was benched while, when fit. It just happened to be the, the week that everyone brought him in, so it feels a lot more significant than it is. 
and the and Kuhn similarly has only been benched when fit for one game week all season. So I do I have a team that I'm fucking with that's Kane, Jesus, Aguero up top, and no city midfielders. Yeah, I think Jesus was benched once before the season, but I just think it's it's such a huge amount of resources to spend on Jesus and Aguero when realistically one. He hasn't played three at the back center backs in a while. Ever since Company got hurt, he can play Jesus on the wing, I guess. But yeah, he's been I mean, reluctant he did that to do so. Year. But yeah, he's been reluctant to do so this year because Sane is so much better than Jesus in that role. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like spending fucking twenty five million on two players when it's more likely than not one of them won't play. You cover yourself because you're going to have whoever Pep decides to start at central striker. You're going to have that player. There's zero percent chance of that not happening. But I don't know where there's there's no value there. No, and especially when you're not going to captain either. You know, so you're going to have to captain Kane pretty much all the time. It's funny though because we're talking about like structure and everything, but everything just leads back to a city talk because (laughs) because they are that good and they're just so far and away the best team in the league. No, like, it's true. I mean, it's they've scored it's, ten more goals than United, who are second in goals scored. And United don't look like they can score against anyone right now. And <laughs> City just yeah. blowing everyone away. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I have a, I have a one of my other tinkers. I have no City forwards, and I have Kev and Silva because they're yeah, actually no, they're nailed. the most. Yeah, they're nailed, and yeah. that's. Very appealing to me. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that because that's probably going to be my favorite. But I mean, in the, at the end of the day, is even if you have Kevin Silva, it's just like when they're playing UCL group games and they have Gundogan and Yaya knocking about. You can't have a four zero dead fourth like fifth no, defender. Absolutely. You can't yeah. have Chalab on your team because if you do, and then your fourth defender, if that's your fifth defender, is someone who doesn't play in your fourth defender, obviously is going to have a bad fixture because all four of your defenders are not going to have good fixtures every week. And then they come off the bench and you get one point. Like you're basically playing with ten men. So And we I feel like we kind of learned that lesson early this season because so many teams came in game one, game week one with a dead player on their team, and then there were a lot of injuries early doors and people were popping wild cards in like game week two because they were just like, Oh, I have I I don't have have enough players. Yeah. Yeah. So I think more than ever now is is when you need to have a good squad so that not only do you need three players on your bench, but you need them just so that you could shuffle them around so that you're not going to have a guaranteed one-pointer of someone like, you know, like I fucking like Francis this weekend against Chelsea or some shit. Like I can't have him coming off the bench. That's his suicide. Frano. Frano. Fucko. But everything comes back to City, and I think it's once you figure out which City players you want, then you have to build the the rest of the team around them. and Yeah, it's like you well, build your team around Kane and then City, guys. I mean, and also, it's completely rogue, but you could also just go like Stones, Otamendi, Ederson as your three City players and probably that's be fine. Fuck, that's crazy. But it's not it's crazy not because... a bad thing. This is what is ha- going to happen all year is that the average will probably come out to around somewhere the same, but I took a fucking eight and I brought in Silva, Jesus, and Sterling and I got four points. Like that's gonna happen next week. People who have Sane and Aguero, like they're gonna miss out and they'll get fucking zero and one. You know that the defenders are gonna play and you know they're gonna keep a lot of clean sheets. So you know if you hit on premium attackers and other sides, you could be okay doing that. That's I don't think it's insane. I think it's definitely outside the box, but 
you got to think about everything. Everything is a critical. Every yeah, place on your team is critical. Wild so card, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it, just something, and there's value there because they're all under six million. There's know? value there, dude. I like that rasp in your voice. Yeah, dude. It's crazy times. It's Tinker Tinker City over here. But all um, right, let's talk about the the thing you don't want to talk about. Wait, I think we need to. Wait, I want to go one more thing before that. Is I want to talk about because you're talking about. Like maybe some differential rogue thing of, you know, three city defenders stuff like that. But and and we've mentioned this before. But when I'm looking at the the group of forwards strikers that are in the game, yep. Like who do you like other than Kane? It's actually staggering how bad of a pool it is. It, it is staggering. I mean. I have Murata. I'm happy to hold him for a while. I don't like... I wouldn't bring him in this week. He's looked bad. I'd rather wait for him to show some more form in Chelsea or MS. I, but I think Murata's going to be up there among the top point scorers in the entire game at the end of the season. Obviously, I fucking hate the shit out of Lukaku. I transferred him out against Huddersfield. I think Aguero and Jesus are both fine. You know, they're both going to be getting points. They're obviously like we saw this week. Jesus rested. Aguero's going to get right, like rotate. It's going to be rotation. So neither are captaincy options, which is tough. So inherently, it decreases the amount of value you can get out of them. Yeah, and Aguero's I mean, already gets, rumored to play against Wolves this in the midweek yeah, games. This week. Yeah, I mean the midweek. We'll have to see. We haven't even talked yet. Talked about that. I mean, Kane's obviously ridiculously the best pick in the game, and then. I like Lacazette. I, I yeah. think we finally saw the trio of Arsenal with. Oh, they Bugai. look good. Yeah, Bug Guys, Laka, and, and Alexis. They they were firing. And I mean, God, I'd fucking start beating it big time if they ever put Jack in there. But <sighs> I think that's about it. And yeah. I, I think if you aren't going to go with three heavies, I don't think Firmino's a shout really right now, no. looking at how fucked up Liverpool are and. He's just like always out of the box. I don't know where he is on the pitch. I don't Vardy, know Firmino, like I'm not interested in, from FPL. No. Like I mean, Rashford gets subbed for fun. He's like the the Mata, like his Mata fuckboy. But, but I honestly think Rashford might be the next best guy after all of the big guys. Maybe it's just like you know, you know, the minutes do me in when of he's course, not playing ninety. But like he's just. He's just like the best and actually scoring goals. And there's an argument to be made for maybe Josh King. I know yeah, his producer you know, brought him yeah. in, but he got ill, whatever the fuck, so he missed it. But, man, it's really just darkness in there. And you mentioned Lacazette, and I, I really wanted him, and I wanted Ozil too after that performance. They look so good, but the short-term fixtures are so bad that there's just like no reason to bring them in right now. So. Yeah, I think you really got to wait till thirteen for yeah. for Arsenal players. But you know, I I mean, I said it a couple of weeks ago, and then it, like tapered off because they had a bad they had a bad performance against Watford. But I still think that there is going to be a spell this year. Maybe it's going to come in November, December because teams in Champions League are starting to really get more wary, especially when the fixture pile up and they're you're gonna, they're going to feel the their legs a little bit more. But the fact that Arsenal have these like world-class players on their side and they're not playing two games a week and they're completely rested during midweek forever. There's going to be a spell where Arsenal just kick it into gear and blow some teams away and the differential points from Arsenal are going to flow in. And I think that's going to be an important tide swing. And I'm going to, we'll see if maybe one of us can, can capitalize on that. Yeah. It might, it might be like game week 13 ish. Cause that's, yeah. that's the fixture pile up kind of beginning right there. 
Right. And their schedule softened softened significantly right there too. So yeah. who knows? I mean, if the if those top three can stay healthy and play together, that's it's so good. It's as good as any team. Yeah. But also like in saying that when the fixture pile up, I think it's also like a good time to just bring it up because even though it's not in the immediate future, we kind of lose sight of it. But you know, we've got about three game weeks before Thanksgiving, like end of November. Once we hit end of November, game week 13, game week 13 to like game week 18, there's that's in a span of three weeks. They're playing so many games with like two and three days Why rest in between. Why do they do this? So it's so fun. But just make sure that you have some type of sight on having a good bench. Don't prioritize it, but don't completely neglect it. And don't find yourself caught out where you have to spend minus fours to just remove like Bemba at that point, you know? Right. Yeah, you need to slowly start shaping your team to to be 15 and not 11. Because I keep seeing so many people talking about moving like, okay, I'm going to move Sterling out this week or I'm going to move Silva out or, or whatever the fuck for some other premium asset and... We talk about this all the time, and if you're removing, you're spending your transfers taking one premium asset to another when they're both fit, it's, it's not a huge upside in doing that. And if you remove Sterling now, he's just going to score next week when he starts. Like, it's dumb. Like, you got to just hold those guys, you know? Yeah, you have to give the guys a chance. And, like, yeah, Sterling, have- everyone that's tweeted in and everything about all of their city assets because everyone's questioning all of them. My answer is like he's a fantastic pick. Like they're yeah, all who, really good picks. It's fucking like, do you annoying have? as Just... fuck when they get benched, but like they're all really good picks. And when they start, they have brace potential, which is crazy. It's just who do you have? Like, okay, they're all good, so just hold them. And yeah. if they don't play, then that's why we're talking about your bench because if they were priced at nine and a half, then we'd be having a different conversation. But they're still in the eight region. No one else in that region is blowing doors off the barn. So you just got to fucking stick. You know, I mean, Sané's going to score a fucking double return with Babs this week. He's not going to play next week, and Sterling will, and he'll do it. So the average is going to settle in. The, the mean is going to come out, and you just got to hold. And if you're spinning wheels and chasing last week's points, most likely, then you're going to be fucking bringing in players who are going to get rested next week because they scored last week right. and started. Yeah, you're just chasing your tail at that point. It's not a good, yeah. not a good thing. So Liverpool won, Spuds <laughs> four. Where, what are we doing here? Definitely keeping Salah. Okay, what do you want to talk Salah. about, actual Liverpool or FPL? Both, everything. Both of these teams. They're so different for Liverpool, though. They're so, FPL so and real life is so separate right now for Liverpool. Okay, well then let's just strictly stick with FPL Liverpool. I mean, Salah is... Still, maybe the best midfielder in the game. Best pick. He's just scoring every week. He could brace or hat trick one of these weeks with the amount of chances that he's getting. He looks great. Hold him long term. Phil, he's been so bad lately, but without a Hugo worldy save, he scores another goal. Even though he's been bad, he's still scoring regular goals. So I don't even know what to do with Phil. I mean, it's a very lateral move to go like Phil to Salah. I'd probably rather just keep him based off of what we were just saying about like there's other spots on most squads that need work than Coutinho, you know? Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't think 
you're looking to own any Liverpool player except for maybe a 4-5 defender just because they're 4-5 and they'll probably end the season, you know, top 10 in the league with clean sheets. And that's good for 4-5. You're not getting them in because their defense is good because it's not. You're getting them in because they'll just pile up those clean sheets like they have done the last three years in a row, you know? Yeah, I mean, you get them in because you're getting a Liverpool defender versus, like, fucking a Swansea defender. At that's the, that's the difference, so, yeah. When you're, you're looking at Gomez versus Moreno, who's your pick there? I like Moreno, although it's tough because Klein is kind of pulling a Danny Rose right now. It's like all we hear are very vague, like, oh, he's been seen back in training, or like, oh, he's starting to run again. And, but, like, for all we know, he's out for five more months. I have no idea. But as soon as he's back, he's the starting right back. There's no question there. Moreno has been really good this season and and good in Champions League. It's just he's going to occasionally get rested, you'd think, because Robertson also looked good when he played. So I don't know. But I think I would go Moreno, not really for attacking potential, just because I think he's a little bit more safe, and I think he's been like a little bit better maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I mean four or five, it's it's a ridiculous price. That's like, you know, you're getting like teams that are really bad at defending for four or five versus yeah, you know, just like Liverpool, a team that's really bad. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about Kane then, because everyone hindsight like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot to cap Kane, or oh my god, I should have kept him Kane like level. Do you think now and now the overreaction is Captain Kane every week at United Captain Kane at Arsenal Captain Kane like every fucking game with Captain Kane? What do, what do you think about this? Um, I mean, I'll never fault a captaining of Kane. He is that good, but I think blindly just you know Alana Lad Alana <laughs> Alan Ladpatrick said is capping Kane every week the smartest way to play this fucked up game. I mean. I don't think, just as you were saying, like you have to analyze every spot in your roster, every spot's a crucial spot. I think of captaincy is the same way. I don't think it's good to just blindly captain someone every single week. You know, just because he, let's say he scores versus United this week, that doesn't mean he was the best pick going into the United fixture, you know? So, I don't know. It, if Lindelof is playing, then triple captain came this week. Quadruple captain came this week because he's the yeah. fucking Tyrone Mings of, of United. Like, it's just automatic goals flying in. But he's probably not going to be playing. So United will probably be super solid, park the bus, most defensive thing ever. And I think Kane's a bad captain for that reason. Yeah, I think it's... Yes, I agree. I think you need to look at it a little bit more analytically and critically than just thinking like, oh, fuck, I fucked up this week. I'm going to Captain Kane forever. I think every week on balance you have to take the information that you can get. And home against Liverpool wasn't a fantastic fixture. I I didn't think he was going to come in with a triple return, but I just thought that he was my best option. And, you know, you got lucky sometimes. And... I think it's just you got to hold your hands up when that happens. And at United feels awful. And I'm thinking about captaining him, but it's definitely not like him. I'm definitely going to captain him because he did so well the last week. You just got to got to look at it. Based right, and of, recognizing uh, that there's a lot of luck in captaincy, as you just did, is is an important way. It's like the only way to 
actually logically analyze your captaincy picks. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, I mean, every every week, it's like we're taking like a few of the best players in the league, any of whom could hat trick against any opposition based on how the game script goes. And the frustrating thing is that you know we're all on all these internet sites and we listen to all these fucking FPL podcasts when people are like categorically saying like this player is. Great in home fixtures and shit in away fixtures. Or they, this is what Kane. This is what Kane does at Wembley. Or like this is what fucking Hazard does away. And this is blah blah blah. And they like bang on their it's desk. The all this fucking, fucking shit in the world. It's such fucking bullshit, and it pisses me off so much when people talk like that because we know one percent. It's like our brains work fucking five percent or whatever the fuck. It's like <laughs> we know five percent of FPL shit. We make the best decisions we can with the information we have, but. Nothing is fucking bankable, you know. I mean, it's just a ridiculous thing. So having the levity and at least being able to like laugh about it, or at least be realistic about when luck plays, like luck shines on you, and we're not like pompous. We never come out back on this fucking pod and are shitting on people who do something we say to not do. It's just you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I, like I mean you're, you're spot on though. I mean it's just we're not trying to be just another like. You know, headline grabbing, like talking head type of thing. We're trying to figure out, we're trying to put ourselves in the best position to get the most points and recognizing the fact that nothing is certain, even though sometimes it feels that way. Like Kane captaining every week or like United beating Huddersfield. You know, it's like things, weird shit happens every week. We're just completely throwing our hat in the fucking tit and seeing what happens. Last week, I was completely hell-bent shouting, do not captain a City player. But this week, I'm very strongly considering captaining a City player. So that's how it goes. (laughs) That's how that shit goes. And five minutes ago, you were hell-bent on not captaining a City player. So I'm interested. Fucking fuck me up. We'll see see what happens in lineup lands when we can seemingly convince ourselves of anything. But... Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I shouted completely spot on with the Spurs-Liverpool game was that if someone scores in the first five minutes, they could explode. And that's exactly what happened to a T. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was the wrong, wrong team for you. Yeah, wrong team for me. It was a dark day. Followed by a Jets loss. It was terrible. Um, All right, let's move, let's move to Caps. Yeah, let me see if there's any, any other good questions that I want. Um... We're running yeah. long, and if we're going to get into your wild card shit, let's just yeah, let's yeah, yeah. No, caps. I think I think we can move on. Um, so yeah, on to cap. I mean, it's another hard week because the best player in the league is playing at Old Trafford, which yeah, I mean, is the worst the worst fixture in the league. So Arsenal just looked great to me. Oh, yeah, if you have Alexis. Or Laka. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even Ozil, even though it no. doesn't feel good. Well, no one has him, so it doesn't matter. He was, he was good. beyond good. Like, yeah, he lost the game. He, he just turned me on in ways that I forgot that he could do. <laughs> you know, it's been like six months since he's done that to me. Tickled Mantis. me in that place. The Mantis God. Yeah, he's a good, good player. But yeah, Arsenal's definitely stand out. I mean, Jabroni Ellsbury's probably triple captaining Alexis this week, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> but who else? I mean, Salah's a little bit tempting. You have to I don't, basically I don't rely like, on Wagner fucking up and making bad decisions. <laughs> I just don't like the Liverpool cap based on how they've been going. They're, they're a club in crisis right now. Exactly. I mean, they so, need, 
It's like if Huddersfield park the bus and don't make defensive mistakes, it's like, fuck, we're probably fucked again. But if they play a high line like they did against Spurs and press, then we're probably going to score three and Salah will be among that. So it's just hard to tell. It's a toss-up. Yeah, it's tough with Salah also just captaining him as he's so erratic in front of goal. And there are games like the season where he should have had high point scores and he blanks. And then there are other games when he should have blanked and he like somehow scored. And yeah. I just don't feel too confident captaining him. It's very, very erratic for sure. Yeah. Um, people are and... probably looking at Chelsea away to Bournemouth, yeah. but. I hate that. Yeah, I mean, Murata. He looked really bad. He got pulled. Bats, he has a full week of rest, which is good. Yeah, I mean, Murata's probably still a fine pick, I think. I, I don't think I hate that. Bournemouth have been very bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think Bournemouth are starting to figure it out. And I think they the kind of game too, that I could but they, s- they still only have one clean sheet. Like, they're still not figuring it out defensively, really, even though they look. You know, they're picking up points. Yeah, they're but, still... but they're packing the midfield. They're getting to be hard to play against. He's yeah. not playing like Harry Arter and shit every week. I think they're on the up. And Chelsea just look like disjointed and also kind of similar to Liverpool. Like not as bad as a club in crisis as Liverpool, but I think that they're struggling to figure it out with these injuries that they're facing. And I mean, Morata looked really bad both of the last two games, and I, I the week will do him wonders to rehab or, or yeah, heal yeah, or whatever the sure. fuck. Have, like, Kuhn give him massages. He'll probably jerk. Uh, but I don't think captaincy, I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like I, I don't like that at all. I, I'm not really not thinking about Morata for captaincy this week. So who else? Is there anyone else you're looking at? I think it might be a city, city die roll. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. City, I want to... I want to see what they throw out their midweek, but this I think could be like a six nil. I think West Brom is and West Brom are they, just a shit Burnley, right? They are an absolute shit Burnley. Like Hagazi is a hundred thousand percent going to give up a pen. Mm-hmm. Johnny Evans is hurt. Dawson's hurt. I mean, what are they going to play? Fucking Alan Neom at center back. Like Macaulay's fucking seventy years old. West Brom's looked really bad. I think They're we bad. haven't talked about West. Yeah, we haven't talked about them because we hate them and we don't want to normally talk about them. But <laughs> they are bad. Yeah, and they're I think really it's, fucking bad. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real crooked scoreline for City. So see what what the midweek game brings up. But we'll stay tuned for lineup lambs towards the end of the week. But this might be one where I, I maybe gamble on a on a City captaincy just because again. Don't like Salah that much. Don't like Liverpool that much to blow Huddersfield away based on how they've looked. Murata, Chelsea, similar, just don't like how they've looked. And Mourinho bus at home is not something anyone can capably break break down. And with or without Phil Jones, it doesn't feel like a good Kane captaincy week. So Especially after have... losing. I just get this like Belichick vibe off Mourinho where it's like they just got publicly humiliated. And they're going home, and I, I, I just don't see them like letting up several goals to Spurs after that thrashing from Huddersfield. You know, what I mean, I just feel like they'll they'll be tight. Like they'll do everything. Mourinho pull out all the darkest of arts. All the fucking voodoo dolls are coming out this week to just keep a clean sheet and nick one one nil or nil nil or something. You know. Yeah, it's possible. The scariest thing about City is that they have 
another Napoli fixture. Napoli, yeah. I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. It's yeah, it's one of those where Jesus is really young. It's fucking pointless to talk. I have no idea. Yeah, it's pointless to speculate. Yeah. No one knows. I hope someone. I hope Aguero fucking breaks his, tears his ACL on tomorrow. Like that. <laughs> give me that all day. We, I want that so badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have, but, I have Jesus as well. No, any yeah. sort of any way that we could get any clarity into City situation any, while I'm on wild card would just be yeah. like I just win the world league. <laughs> Any injury to any of their attackers would be incredible. Yeah, but I just think—I mean, Jesus. I'm, I'm looking at Jesus. I'm, I feel like I might end up on him, but we'll see. I don't know. Oh, so I'm already getting like panicky just thinking about like which which guy I would choose to captain. Kev. So let's look. Yeah, all right, Kev. So let's look at your wild card. What do we do? What do we got? Yeah, I don't know how to how to go about this without it being really, really boring to listen to because I'm just going to start like naming a lot of players and just like I don't know. But the, the the team I guess that is the most interesting based on what we just potted about is one up top Kane team. I don't want to hear that. What else do you with have? Kev and Silva and Salah I just, I and Charles? I don't. That's I don't want to hear about a one up top team. What else you got? Well. I think one up top is a little bit valid. Dude, what the actual fuck are you saying to me right now? One up top is ridiculous. If there's any formation that hasn't been proven this year, <laughs> in the year of every formation working, it's one up top. I've never seen a good one up top team. What I mean by one up top is one heavy hitter and then like someone like, I don't fucking know, Rashford or something as the second oh, guy. Well, then clarify that. I mean, when you say one up top, I think that you have like no, fucking Hamed. I'm not in a four or five I thought you one. had like Hamed, Labit, Ladapo, and Kane. Like, no, no, no. Like Kane, yeah, Rashford, Ladapo, or something like that. Just some, so Kane, you, yeah, you're, Kane no, 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 and you're, someone under 10 million, basically, and a, and a 4 5 or a 5 0 oh or something. Yeah. And then filling out the midfield with heavy hitters. Yeah, basically, what I have right now is just. Kev, Silva, Salah, Richarlison, Chupamoteng, something like that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I also have a heavy hitting defense, and I also have De Gea. I mean, obviously, yeah. you get so much money if you're in this formation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. It, I mean, you know, it's I like interesting. Kane. The, thing, the problem is, like, I'm probably not going to get rid of Kane all season, barring injury, right? He's probably a hold through game week 38. So what do I do if I need to get to Murata or I need to get to Lacazette or one of the city forwards gets injured or Lukaku returns to form? Then I'm in trouble. That's that's my least favorite part of this structure is the lack of that flexibility because it's really just those standout guys at forward like we talked about earlier. Yeah, I think it's that. And also you have to be really confident, Captain A. Comfortable captaining Kane for like you know ninety yeah, percent of the game weeks, which, which is, is tough to head. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're always a double switch away, more or less. I mean, maybe you'd have to take a hit on a save on a triple swap, but it's I, just, you know, I'm not big on that. Like, yeah, you need yeah, to have yeah. a player in every price structure, so in every in every price frame, in every spot, so that you can move from this nine million mid to this nine million mid, or this ten million forward to this ten million forward. I think that's overrated, but. I think you can eke value out of having someone like King or Rashford as your second forward, and I think having having four heavy hitting mids or three heavy hitting mids, and then Richarlison, and then someone like Chupamoteng, and then a good defense is good. I mean, that that could be a good team. Yeah, I think it def- might be might be a good team. In that in that tinker, 
I'm going kind of rogue, double Tottenham defense. Uh, basically, we didn't really talk about defense at all in the what the fuck section, but as I've been tinkering, I've, I'm just like, there's really two defenses that I want a piece of right now, and it's City and Spurs. I think they're, if Jones is injured, that's a big if, but if Jones is injured, I think those are two best defenses in the league by far. With Conte out for Chelsea and... I don't think Arsenal's really in that conversation. So I, right now I have Vert and Sanchez, Otamendi, Feminia, Duffy, and De Gea. So it's like super heavy hitting. But I yeah, think double Spurs defense and not not dipping into the you know fullbacks rotation etc. is like a sick differential that I would you know and I love their their fixtures for clean sheet potential like their next like. Seven, I think, are really good, except Arsenal. So mm-hmm. I feel like that, out of everything, is probably my biggest differential with this team. And I like it. You should, hey, you should get Toby instead, though. He's more fucking goals on him. Fuck for I mean, off, dude. For yeah, shit. I was actually, yeah, obviously I looked at Toby and I initially brought in Toby there because he's so sexy and good, but like, where have the goals gone? I have no idea. Like, he has no license to go forward anymore at all. He scored one goal last year. He hasn't really sniffed goal this year. And he's still and up there set pieces. Better on bonus and everything, you know? So it's know. Like, but he's up there on set pieces. I think he's still going to maybe get a couple this year. Yeah, it's pro- it might be worth it, but it also might just be worth cashing in the bonus points. I don't know which will outweigh. It doesn't matter. This is a fucking no one's thinking about Vert yeah, versus this is Toby. A- but yeah, I, I take your point. I think that having both Spurs defenders is really good differential, but then it also lends me it's like, okay, then just go four four two and fuck Chupa down to RLC or something because I feel like you need to stick more with your guns because otherwise it's like... You know, you're going to be benching really good players every week, which never feels great. Yeah, this you're right. This formation is probably more of a four four two than a, yeah. than a three five two because, yeah, I mean, Feminia and Duffy are are good picks with good clean yeah, sheet you potential. Can, you can start can, them often. Yeah, most weeks I can figure out to start one of them, and then that means I can go Lad Apo up to someone. How do you pronounce his name? Lad Apo. Lad Apo. Yeah, I think Ladapo. Ladapo, I can put him to actually someone who plays, so I have a good bench spot there in case I need it, which mm-hmm. is makes it a lot better. But it is interesting. It's just it's weird to have two weeks ago been like three heavy hitter heavy hitting forwards is the only way to go. They're all the best players in the league to be like maybe only Kane, you know? Shit changes yeah, so just... fast. I still think that, you know, you're gonna be getting a lot of points from the heavy hitting Strikers still, yeah. Even I think if so some too. of them are. It's every single week we change our tune on them, but at the end of the day, they're all really classy players, and they're all going to get goals and points. So, I think you. It's we. It's just kind of been the theme for the season is that you just need to pick your horse and and ride them, and instead of changing every week, which so many people are doing, like watching fucking the price changes as we're seeing, like Sterling on is going to drop, Silva's dropping, and Jesus dropped. You just gotta yeah. pick your guys. And yeah, stick. no, I so think you're if, right. So, I mean, the most, the most like, I don't want to say template, but the most like normal team that I'm picking is Kane, Aguero, and someone cheap, and just starting them them two every week. Um, Aguero versus Jesus. I mean, where do you stand there? 
Aguero's a better player. Um, a little bit more expensive, but probably worth it if you're just picking right now, if you have to choose one. Yeah, I think I so. I have Jesus. He's absolutely going nowhere on my team. He's, cause, you know, the minutes are blah, 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 but the minutes are the same for Aguero. You, you know, they've both missed a game or two, and it's just, I don't know. They're both amazing. Jesus is fucking like six goals and, and and an assist and so few minutes. He's played fucking under 500 minutes and he has all that shit. So I feel good with Jesus. But they're both insane. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're, they're the both great. Second, they're number two and number three for FPL forwards. Like, yeah. It's just hard to find the value just because you don't know when they're going to play. So it's hard to captain either. Yeah, but, exactly. So for that reason, it's kind of similar like with Sterling and Silva in the midfield. It feels nice. And why we were talking earlier about having three midfielders and avoiding the forwards is like, I just kind of want the cheapest players because they're all great and the difference between them is so minimal that I'd rather just spend as little as I can to get the assets in, which, right, which also I, something I, was your said. take last week and I still think right. it, it holds pretty right. true. I mean, you just yeah. just sort the team by total score and, and it's very evident. I mean, Sané has the same amount of points as Kuhn. Silva, yeah. Kev, Sterling are all just a little bit Ahead of Jesus, you know it's like right, right. I don't know, and that'll change in two weeks after Jesus that'll gets like a thirteen pointer or whatever, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. So you have no idea what you're doing, but you're looking at doing a little bit, a little bit of rogue fuckery at, at the striker position. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to try everything, you know, and just like yep. see what I like, leave it for a day. Like I have all these tabs open with like different little tinkers here and there. And trying to just not just look at I think this guy will get more points than this guy, but just look at the like I like I start off what the fuck with just trying to look at the overall structure and the flexibility and who I think is definitely a long term hold, trying to get more of those guys than less of those guys and, and shit like that. And the only guys I think that are in every tinker so far have been Kane. Richarlison, Salah, and De Gea, and a couple defenders like Duffy and Firmino or something. Mm-hmm. So there's still like so many spots that I have up in the air. Well, at least you've got like five or six nailed down. Yeah, yeah. And I think probably when I listen back to our pod, because it's the only pod I trust, I feel like I'll have a little more clarity on where I want to go with City because it still feels like the most important picks. I had a tinker when I had Lacazette in, and I did only have City midfielders and no City forward. I was just so turned off with the fixtures. But maybe I'm just overdoing it with the fixtures, and I should just... I I, I would triple City midfield. If I was all carding this week, that's where I would go. That would be, like, the pillar. That but then who would be around. the other forward you get? That's That's Probably, what yeah. I had trouble with. I would probably be like Kane and then either Murata and Lacazette and then probably Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was sick. I would, go three, I would go th- I would go three, four, three at yeah, all. I just didn't feel good with Murata or Lacazette. Murata yeah. mostly because of just like Chelsea and form and yeah. Lacazette just because after home Swansea at yeah. City, home it's, Spurs at Burnley. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. So but it's bad. like. It's a tough one, but you have just have to look at the long term and just think like, okay, yeah. I, Marat, I mean, Laka's playing it's, with Alexis and Ozil. Like, maybe fix, I'm overdoing with the fixtures. That's an elite attacking unit, and yeah, I mean, really Lacazette could just yeah, Lacazette could just be great for 
a while because he's great. And he's also got pens in his locker, and Morata doesn't have that. So, I mean, I just think, again, it's like captaining Jesus Uruguero is fairly insane to do, even though I'm shouting at maybe doing it this weekend. But when you are going to be able to spend eight and change instead of 10 or 11 and change on the fucking player and then putting $3 million elsewhere, I mean, that's where the value is. Like, we're talking about trying to maximize value, and the value is in the city midfield. So... I think like Sané Sterling Silva is the ultimate maximization of City value. You don't like Kev? Me. I don't like Kev. I think he's just too expensive. I, I love him, obviously. We know that, but no, yeah, he's yeah. he's not doing it at a million and a half clip over. He's any definitely of these, not. The yes, he's not scoring at that value. But yeah, you also no. have to factor in the first three weeks of the season where he's playing like holding that's, midfielder. You know? Yeah. No, that's fine. And but, there's something to be said for being nailed, like. It's no, really, that, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree, and and that's all good, all well and good. But I don't think he's doing the mill and a half. He's not doing it for a mill and a half more to me. And, and and I'm still watching the games and seeing him for a large majority of the time, like at the center circle. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So I mean, it's not like he's all of a sudden playing in like number ten or no, something. No, no, you know, there is no number ten, but he's not Fernandinho. No, but I I mean to me like that's where if I were to do it today, like that's where I would start. I think. That's pretty nutty, but it might be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think three, four, three. I feel really good with so many. Like, I mean, Dunk. I love having Duncan Ward's on my team. I like him a lot. I like Frano at four, four. They've their fixtures turn. I think they're going to keep clean sheets. I, I mean, Naughton's still an okay pick. There are a lot of four, five players. We were talking no, about Moreno. I mean, yeah, there are a ton. I, I like mean, you can much. conceivably go with five, four, five defenders and rotate three spots from five and be fine. Yeah, you could be. Although I love my fucking Spurs picks. Yeah, no, I mean, if you could wedge in like a double Spurs insane differential on on cleans, like that's fantastic. But yeah, yeah, I want to. There's try a lot. There are a lot of ways to go. Like that. Yeah, a lot of ways to go. But I think, to me, my gut this week, if I were doing it, would be the three four three with heavy midfield, Kane, and you know, figuring it out. Maybe three five two. Yeah, it's still just like having the three forwards. I don't know. I do too. It's just. When you compare Richarlison to blah blah blah, yeah, Grob or Chupo to King, yeah, I get it. It's tough. Yep. All right, wild card special. I mean, keep keep in touch. We'll be on lineup lambs. I'll I'll run out my entire fifteen man roster on lambs, and I'll probably be tweeting screenshots and shit on there. So let's do the uh, anus slaps and then wrap it up. Okay. We won't do it like two minutes before the deadline like last week. <laughs> Anus slaps, new Patreon supporters. Check us out, patreon.com slash FMLFPL. Thank you to everyone who's been contributing. Slack channel's been great. Um, got new new friends, Lewis Harper, Andrew McMacken, longtime friend of the pod, uh, Big Larry, first name Big, <laughs> last name Larry, <laughs> David Hanwell, uh, Luis Orgaz, short for orgasm, Brian Tur- Turrell, and first name FPL, second name, surname, Sexy. FPL Sexy. Thank you for, for love that. contributing. I Thank love like, contributing sign, like signing up to the type of thing where you have to like put in your address and credit card and all that shit and filling out your first and last name as FPL, FPL Sexy is just, that's class. You, you can't Larry, teach that shit. Check so thanks again, guys. Out! At FMLPL.com, follow us on Twitter at FMLPL, support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL, and cheers.